Watch the Movie Podcast, where Sean and John watch it, talk shit, and most importantly, eat, eat shit. shit. We, we are, are the law. Dum, dum, da, dum, dum, dum. We are the law. Oh, man, your delivery was so weird. <laughs> it's, yeah. You got to talk to me about it. Uh, th- that's What's just the inspiration behind it? This is how I talk now. I always talk like this every time I speak to people. You got a lot of modulation, a lot of melisma. I, on. you know, I'm Those trying to... Those are my to, two singing terms. I'm out. Um, a, wait, uh, a phrasing. Vibrato. Vibrato. Um. Clitoris. Clitoris. Is that one? Yes. What does that mean? With uh, respect to It's singing? not real. It's a myth that Whoa. women use to control us. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> if you're listening, women, oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> There's know, no I, way a woman listens to the uh, show, There right? is a woman who listens to the show. What? She texts me sometimes to disagree with me sternly. <laughs> <laughs> Is it when you say that women are trash and stuff like that? Uh, she doesn't even mention that. I think oh. that's implied. She knows that you should think, not say that. Yes, yes. She knows you know that that's you shouldn't implied. say That's it. implied. It's <laughs> yeah. usually just about my poor movie opinions. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What are, what are your worst opinions? Um, they are myriad. They yes. are legion. Cornucopia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think usually, I think a lot of times it's... Uh, uh, overly cynical viewpoints. You are very cynical. I, I'm, I've been told that. But uncynical about strange things. You were so uncynical about Gemini Man. It was just flabbergasting. <laughs> just when you think you have all the answers, <laughs> yeah, I, I change the questions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, speaking of cynicism and hatefulness, yes, we are sitting outside of a Chick Fil A. No, don't, don't tell them that. You didn't want to go through it, did you? You wanted you keep it a secret. I try to keep it. a secret. I, I just I process it in front of God and everyone. It's the well, stuff we're really do, doing it in front of God. They're so bad. Chick Fil A's nuts, man. They send money to fucking Uganda. <laughs> it's insane. To Idi Amin himself, yeah, essentially. No yeah. worse. I mean, they send yeah. It's just to like missionaries, right? Probably. Um. Yeah. I mean, they're really evil missionaries, but yeah. But man, it's good. It good. <laughs> it's really Although good. Although mine tasted pretty bad, I don't think it had the requisite hate in the batter. Oh. That was my worst Chick Fil A sandwich ever. Not ever. <clears throat> One time I got a biscuit. I'm sorry, I keep coughing in the mic, but I've, it's that it's that buttermilk coating. I like it's it. That brine. I got a biscuit and I got food poisoning. What? And then I didn't have Chick Fil A for um, almost. For a really long time after that. They must have gone out of business. Sean, I don't know if you know this. Yes, go ahead. But uh, I went to boarding school in the town where Chick-fil-A was founded. Is that in Georgia somewhere? Rome, Georgia. Rome. And um, Rome fell. The, I used to bartend and take bets at a place, uh, a cigar bar. And the guy who started the Chick-fil-A ad campaign of the Eat More Chicken, etc., etc., he started coming to the cigar bar after being excommunicated from the Chick-fil-A faith. I think that person just fucking nailed your car. He did. It's <laughs> a lot of action. An elderly Chick-fil-A-er just wrecked, and now he's going to talk to us. Oh, okay. What's up? Sorry about that. I bumped the car. That's There's right. nothing wrong with it. Bitching, man. Thank you. Thank you. Right. We caught you on film. <laughs> You're going to jail. <laughs> See you, buddy. Well, that's one place I haven't been. <laughs> I'm sorry it's about that. Oh, you're all right. It's pretty similar to the Chick-fil-A. You'll be okay. Yeah, take care. Wow. But as I was saying, so the, the man behind Eat More Chicken, yes. I assume a poor speller, uh, he was excommunicated from the Chick-fil-A faith because uh, they found out he and his wife were swing-a-ding-dinging. Ooh, that's hot. 
and he would routinely leave his phone out like with photos and or sometimes video playing of just his wife getting and assuming he's filming to go just getting blasted by some big black dude nice and then at the end of the night and i guess this truly is how unsavory and how undesirable i am i was the only bartender who would like was never invited into this world oh no and i know i know that some of my coworkers did it. Really? Yeah. You gotta they'd, wear more belly shirts. They'd come in and they'd just have that. They couldn't look you in the eye. Oh, and yeah. And it was more than a hangover. Oh, really? It was like you had sex with that Chick Fil A marketing guy, didn't you? And then he ended up opening like dildo and sex stores outside of Rome, Georgia. He couldn't do them in Rome, Georgia. Oh yeah. But in the neighboring facilities. Was his so, wife attractive? No, no, oh. no. She kind of had that like Nina Hartley like completely destroyed by time vibe. Yeah, I like. Where that. it was like. You believe that maybe she was uh, like not hideous, but just uh, like at best, like Shelley Long. Okay. No, no, no. Shelley Duvall. Oh. At best, Shelley Duvall. <laughs> okay. There's a difference. I'm trying to picture the difference. Wait, Shelley Long, Long was blonde? pretty traditionally. Yeah, yeah, she's cute. Beautiful. Shelley Duvall. I could I could imagine someone being attracted to her. Wait, Shelley Duvall is a shining. Shelley. Oh yeah. Okay. You know it's weird. Right. Because I've seen pictures of her in, like, full modeling, uh, you know, sure. get up, where she's like, oh, I can, yeah, she's, I mean, she, I think most models look like aliens right. when they're presented in a realistic way. Well, that's why we got to get to Area 51 and fuck all those aliens, yes. man. Yes. Let's go balls deep on these fucking aliens. Never, never felt closer and yet further away from young people. Yeah. As when they wanted to fuck those aliens. They don't get it, man. I was like, I don't know why, but I get it. You Do you get it? Species? The movie Species? Yes. I think that's why I want to fuck aliens. Really? Earth girls are easy? I want to fuck aliens. I want to fuck under the skin. Uh, Jeez, yeah. <laughs> pulling her skin off and taking me into the black goo. I would let her take me into the black goo. Hell yeah. In exchange for Scarlett Johansson sex? I'm willing to pop. But I don't think you get to fuck her. That's the trick. Oh, good point. But you do briefly get to see her butt, and then you die. <laughs> Breathe deep. Yeah. That butt, Scarjo butt fumes before uh, you go into the yeah. the black oil mist. It smells like roses. Roses? Poo, Rose? poo, poo. Roses really smell like poo, 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 Oh, poo. yeah. That's true. Um, did we see a movie? We did. Oh, okay. We, we saw a movie twice. Yes, once separately. Once separately. And then we had to get together again. To watch it. Yes. <laughs> together. Together. But then apart. Do we get apart? Yeah. What do you mean? I saw, I moved away from you. You kept moving. You Man, this is the most you've ever peed in a movie, I think. Uh, One was a pee. The other was a, like my arthritic knee was hurting so bad I had to move around. <laughs> Coward. You're a coward. <clears throat> but luckily I'd seen the movie and I knew exactly when to go. How did you know where to go? Okay. <clears throat> we I knew saw... when to go. Should we have we even mentioned the movie we saw? No. Parasite. We saw Bong Joon Ho's Parasite, uh, starring all those people who you know, if I even tried to pronounce their name, it yeah. would sound offensive. Yeah. I won't even say it. You'd slip into that my dad at a Chinese restaurant voice. Yes. Does he do that? My dad does, like, the Chinese restaurant voice. Now he does it at other different ethnic restaurants. Really? So we'll be at, like, a Greek restaurant and be like, I'll have uh, a gyro, uh, 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 so sorry, so sorry, a poo-poo platter, and be like, Dad. They don't serve that. You just want a burger and fries. Yeah. Say it. Just have, yeah, have a nice side of fries. 
My dad's favorite one to use at the ethnic places is also chopsticks. Mm. Question mark. It's torture. I don't think my dad's a bad person, but then again, I just ate at Chick Fil A, so maybe it's in my jeans. Yes, your maybe your scale is off a little bit. Maybe you need to set it. I hope it's it right. off by about two hundred seventy-eight pounds. Oh but, shit! <clears throat> got his ass. But since we had seen the movie before, yeah, I, I, like I'm saying, I can go to the bathroom more freely. Yeah, I know when it's okay to go. Okay, I know when the slow times are. That's one of the best parts of seeing a movie for the second time. It's knowing when to pee? Yes. Okay. And Fair I was, enough. And, and, I, and we had pretty good pee proximity. Yeah, you had a really good toilet. It was pretty close by, and I could get there quickly. Nice. But um, as it were, we did see Parasite. Yes. And since we saw it twice, you might gather that we did enjoy it. We did like it. Uh, I should go ahead and say right now, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to talk about the last half of this movie without spoiling it. Sure, we'll spoil it. Yeah. I mean, you can only talk about the characters unless you're going to spoil it, really. Right. Yeah. And Sh- you can't even really talk about what the movie's about without spoiling it. No. Because the ends, as it were, justified the means. Whoa, do they? I'm afraid so. Oh, okay. Depending uh, on your point of view. You, whoa! <laughs> do you want to plot Depending this? Depending on your tax bracket. Oh, shit. Do you want to plot this bad boy? I'll plot this bad boy. Plot it. I'll take the stand, as it were. Okay. So, uh-huh. a very... Um, like a lower middle, I guess we'll say lower class, lower caste Korean family. <laughs> uh, basically, their son becomes the tutor for an upper class Korean family. Mm-hmm. And then the son, through uh, sundry, hilarious, tragic machinations, ends up getting the entire family as the, the, the workforce of this of this uh, rich family, but through kind of nefarious, funny ways. Very devious. You know. But and then uh, that that you get all kinds of like upstairs downstairs political commentary that's rolling pretty good, kind of like Woody Allen whimsical like ha ha commentary. Then suddenly, it is revealed that the former housekeeper, her husband is living in the bomb shelter basement. Yes. And then the real fucked up political commentary starts. Yes. And then the basement dwellers end up be one of them is accidentally murdered, and then the other one. Full on intentionally murders uh, one of our like family, one of our new Jessica, Jessica, one of our friendly families, our protagonist family members, and then the main guy murders the 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 the, the patriarch of the of the rich family. Yes, and everything, everyone just basically oh, it's just, fucked up. Yeah, uh, I was wondering how we could possibly talk about this about the characters since there's uh, it's all mirrors. I don't remember most of their names, but I remember. Our uh, ostensibly our protagonist family's names. So Kevin is the boy. Yeah. Jessica is the girl. Yep. Well, that is their na- <laughs> the names that they use at the very least, and the only only names we will be able to remember. Chung Suk is the mother. Chung Suk is the mother, and Mr. Kim is what they call the dad. Correct. So at least we have that. We have that. Um, Dear listener. Yes, we we have that to just desperately hold on to as we're trying to talk about a whole bunch of mirror relationships. A whole bunch of people and how they relate to each other. and The uh, film is essentially class warfare. Oh, yes. <clears throat> and the interplay between classes. Yes. And the brilliance of the film is that you see all perspectives. Yes. Um, the film does not make you take a choice, and it's the rare film in which uh, 
most of the characters, and specifically a few of the characters, commit abhorrent, unforgivable acts. Yeah. And yet you absolutely forgive them and still identify with them. Yes. I would not say there is a villain of the piece. No. I would say the most villainous character uh, receives the most unforgivable uh, violence done towards him. Yes. The patriarch of the rich family, who, in essence, has given all of these people livelihoods, Yeah. Uh, gets murdered. He gets murdered. By, ostensibly... Our favorite character and the protagonist In of the theory. film, the 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 father of the of the poor family, Mr. Kim, <clears throat> who is incredibly likable the entire film. He's a sweetheart, except uh, for like one brief moment when they say, "Oh, this guy's got a short fuse and it could go off anytime." Not really. Even that is revealed to be a joke, or is it? Yeah, you just didn't <laughs> get that one. Uh, what, do, what do you mean I didn't get that? That was a, Otherwise, there's no reason for him to do the violence at the end. Otherwise, the entire end is bullshit. I refuse your refusal. No, he's, he's that's a gag with his wife. Then why? Then then the end sucks. No, he's it's just yeah, he's it's flubbed. No, that, now the end doesn't suck. If uh, if he is not does not have a short fuse. Then, then it's stupid that he kills somebody. No, then it's even more unexpected uh, and better. No, no. But uh, as I was saying, uh, they 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 take these characters who are so likable and so unlikable, and turn like the their essences on their side mm -hmm. to where you're basically forced to relate to people, depending on where you are in life and your own perspective. That are unrelatable to you. Sure. And my, and I'll go ahead and my gyro hero, best hero of the picture. Yeah. Is that none of this is forced and none of this is preachy. And that all of it, it doesn't come out as a political story. Yeah. That makes you think about this things, these things in this manner. It simply comes out as kind of like, it's like this weird twisted Capra-esque tale. Okay. Like it's like a weird, like almost meet cute type story that mm -hmm. really works out, and and it seems like this is just like wow, this is a neat sequence of events. Yeah. And that would be the plot. But really, there's a, a an incredible amount of commentary going on. Some of it's like very on the nose, but none of it feels forced. This is a like very effortless, very um, uh, like not like, all-on-the-page filmmaking to me. Yeah. I a lot think, of it just flows. Yes. I think also a thing it does that is pretty interesting is that um, the rich people in any other movie like this would clearly be bad people. Sure. And, and in this, they do very little that is especially bad. They're kind of jerks. And they're kind of not really aware of anybody else's situation. Everything they does, they do that is bad is a microaggression. Yes. <clears throat> they are never overtly aggressive. Yeah. And they, the times that they are at their worst, they should not have been heard. They were being eavesdropped on. Yes. So that makes it even more distorted and strange. Yeah. Because we as an audience honestly don't even have a right to be upset with them. Sure. Because they never even did any of this quote-unquote, air quotes, vile stuff to the our poor characters who are literally hiding under tables and in basements, yeah. spying on them, stealing from them. And lying to them <laughs> and yeah. taking their money. <laughs> and also, I think the probably the worst thing that the 
the rich dad, Mr. Park, does yes. is at the very end, and maybe something that sets off Mr. Kim is that he he's like, "Hey, what the hell are you doing? We've got to drive my son." To the hospital, yeah. ignoring everybody else's pain. Right. But also, he has his very specific, I want to save my son's life right. thing. But you have all these microaggressions built in earlier. Sure, yeah. And it just makes... The the movie's like a flawless bit of filmmaking in that it makes you identify with each character exactly how the... It's like Hitchcock-level manipulation. Yeah. You are in the throes of what... Uh, Bong Joon wants you to be in the throes of at mm-hmm. every turn. It's really, <clears throat> I mean, obviously we saw it twice. We made a, a a pact to go see it again with each other and talk about it. Mm-hmm. We really liked it. We were scared we wouldn't even be able to be funny because we're just going to be pretty effusive. Uh, I've there's done true. my favorite thing. Do you have a favorite thing? Oh, I definitely have a favorite thing. Um, <laughs> there's many favorite things, but my most favorite, there's a moment right at the end when Kevin is in the basement mm-hmm. uh, and... The man from downstairs uh, puts... Who's been living there. Yes. Yes. Puts a little uh, rope around his neck. Yes. And attached to it... Like a dog catcher's rope. Yeah, it's fucked. (laughs) And attached to it is a small piece of pipe. Yes. And he kind of locks him in between two other pipes, and he's stuck. But he gets free, and then he's running up the stairs... And as he does, the pipe is going ting, 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 ting Mm -hmm. on each stair. And it's like a really good, like, classic horror movie bit of business. Yeah. That, like, is so good. Just that perfect little, like, oh, fuck, ting, 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 ting. Like, that is, like, a perfect little bit of business that is just awesome. It's and that so good. Part, and that part is really scary. It's fucked. That, and that, and that that's, in the last, that's in the third act, which is a brutal, frightening third act. God, it's but, rough. But this is also, like, one of the funnier films you're going to see. It's really funny, yeah. And as much as I loved The Host... This movie is funnier than the host, and the and the, by the way, the host is another picture about class warfare. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and the host is, I think, is pretty masterful, but is way more on the nose. Yes, Th- this movie somehow uh, allows for multiple yet again uh, daughters getting stabbed in the heart. Yeah, which should be kind of like way too over the top symbolism. It somehow gets away with it. Yeah, <laughs> this guy has stabbed two daughters in the heart and gotten away with it. And that's what he does. Pretty impressive. He loves to kill daughters. That's our favorite things. Let's get to the low man of the low main totem pole. Ooh. What was your least favorite thing, Sean? Um, sorry, let me look at my notes. I'm breaking down that fourth wall. I don't fourth meal, fourth wall. Everybody, this is this is not even necessarily a, a worse thing, but just a thing that I don't necessarily understand. So the final shot is Kevin. Yes, our our I guess our main character who has survived. Yeah, yeah. He survived being in a in a fashion with a fucking rock, a huge (laughs) rock, and um and then he does the look into camera, which seems to happen a lot of in movies now, and Mm -hmm. I don't know is it another one of those kind of like hey how does this affect you is it like kind of a cute too cute thing I don't know well I think I flubbed this oh yeah because I don't think I caught this oh really yeah yeah I think it is just. Well, the camera kind of pans down. It's like a really uh, similar to the opening shot where they're looking through the window, and then it comes down. You see the socks, and then you see him, and he's just kind of looking right into the camera. <sighs> I, yeah. This this may be one of those things where and our previous and frequent guest, Josh Lewis, yeah. may finally have something in his eternal w- war against subtitles. Yeah. I might have been reading. <laughs> <clears throat> I might have been reading and missed that. Yeah. I mean... 
it's not quite as bad as like fucking the revenant where he like actually turns and looks at the camera which is right. like a little much yes but he's definitely looking into the camera okay and i i mean it's not the worst thing but it is kind of like for a movie that is so certainly not needed in this yes we don't need any more uh free text or subtext no <laughs> we need no in fact we need less text yeah <laughs> i would love for for this to have not been cuz i mean it's such a beautiful flick that i yeah. wonder the second time I tried to really not even pay attention to the subtitles and just kind of drink it in, man. Yeah, it's gorgeous. But um, that's interesting. Um, low main, low man. This is yes. going to be tough for me. <clears throat> Damn. Yeah. This is... Uh, you can I really liked this movie. Was it the Slayer family? Well, the Slayer family was damn near my my uh, year of the picture. But let's talk about oh, the Slayer really? Family. They were both? We near, we almost instead of seeing this movie. In fact, it was a long argument. I we recorded it, but it got deleted somehow. Yeah, we we fought for I'd say twenty to thirty hours about yeah. whether or not to see this or the Slayer, the Slayer featured documentary concert film Killologist. Killologist. I actually had to change the SD card so that I could keep yeah. recording our argument, but yeah. somehow I still erased it. I really fucked up. That's okay, but um. And we didn't see Killologist, which no. we apologize for. We know that's what you were expecting this week. Yeah. Either, you know, Killologist or Knives Out, but probably you were expecting Killologist. And we'll definitely get to it next week. Yeah. But uh, we did get to see all manner of insane Slayer fans, including a wheelchair-bound family. There was a wheelchair uh, Slayer fan, and there was also a Kane Slayer fan. There was a well, the Slayer wheelchair fan Slayer fan... What's so amazing? And I don't know if you saw this. He was wheelchair person number two. No, what? Wheelchair person. Wheelchair. Wheelchair. <laughs> wheelchair person number one uh, had uh, had gone to get more Cheetos popcorn. Oh, great idea! And they had rolled away, and the rest of his family was was staying with him as the other one rolled away. Yeah. And I don't know what it was that was so uh, ass blastingly hilarious about. Multiple Slayer wheelchair fans. Yeah. But I'm afraid that it was to me. I was behind them waiting for you to come out of the bathroom, and they were sat maybe one foot from the doorway to the bathroom. Of a restroom. Yes. yes. Just waiting. In rain and blood shirts. Yes. Daring you to bump into their <laughs> unworking legs. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't matter. They would be like, hey, it's cool, man. In general, I find that uh, metal fans are very sweet and very kind. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know I mean, why. It's, it's a subculture. Yeah. They just want to belong to something. Yeah, I get it. Uh, okay, here's my least favorite. Okay. My, my, my low man. So, uh, all I get is a soda, right? Yeah. We had, we had, we had partied down pretty hard. We had Chewy'sed. We, yeah. had, we had chosen Tex-Mex. We had nuts. Uh, but at the Tex-Mex place. Yeah. There is... A happy hour that consists of a, a it's not a salad bar, mm-hmm. it's a loose, wet meat and cheese bar. Yes, and beans. And beans. Mm-hmm. And it's just like three spittoons yes. full of the aforementioned items, one being refried beans, one being loose, wet meat. Lukewarm. And the other being queso with a film on it. It's kind of a nacho cheese, it looks like. And then people just... Repeatedly to the trough. Yes, and we are not food snobs here on Food Court. No, we eat fake Cajun Chinese food. Oof. 
This is beyond the pale. Too much for you? <clears throat> yeah, too much for... Uh, I mean, we sat too close to the damn trough. It did smell. I, I, I ordered far <laughs> less than my usual order just because I was like, you know what, I'm not that hungry. <laughs> I'm never eating again. But it was funny because there were a bunch of Slayers fans going up the trough over and over again. Yeah. And I was like, what the Why are there multiple Slayer fans here? And then we get to the theater and we're like, oh, killologists, of killologist. course. <laughs> killologist. By the way, what's a Killologist. Um, it's just a guy, and he just went to school for a really long time. Oh, for killology? Yeah. I should I should have figured He's that out. He's got a PhD in it. What was your least favorite thing? Um, I think it's just the look to camera. Oh, I yeah, think, you already did yours. I though apologize. I will say, <clears throat> for me, and I know you totally disagree with this, I think the kind of ramp up and to where we reveal the basement dweller is like really where the movie shines the most for me, and I don't. Uh, quite as much, though I still like it a lot. Uh, I don't quite as much like the you third know, last act. third act. I had a friend, uh, yeah. Kentucky fart knocker Eric Wilson, yeah, loyal listener who was also at Chewy's, yeah, was was partaking in the loose meat. He buffet. was scooping it up, yeah. Uh, he uh, he particularly hates the Three Stooges esque reveal of our our um, our protagonist family the. The poor family, who, yeah. by the way, live bet—they like literally live between the sub-dwelling and the the surface-dwelling rich people. Yes. I mean, they live in a they live in a sub-basement, which is kind of an interesting and neat choice. Yeah, um, he thought that the because the way they get found out is they kind of fall down a stair fall down a staircase, yeah. revealing themselves to the basement dwellers. Yeah, he thought that was a, a bridge too far and too silly. It's kind of silly. But Bong Joon-ho, he's like Sam Raimi sometimes. He is he very has, silly. He has his slapstick moments, and to me it works. Because sometimes that shit happens in life. Oh, sure. Things happen in the most embarrassing ways. I think he does an interesting thing in a lot of his movies where sometimes the the sadness turns to comedy. Or like sometimes they happen in a, it's a very like, I don't know, tenuous relationship between comedy and tragedy where they're both happening at the same time and sometimes you're not sure when to laugh like especially in the host what's, what's the old adage Sean I don't know tragedy plus Eddie Murphy equals comedy tragedy plus time plus Eddie Space. Murphy yeah yeah this, I, I, I see what you're getting at yes <laughs> I think he but like he does these bits where it's like oh this is a sad part wait that's kind of funny wait this is sad oh wait Am I laughing? Should I laugh? I mean, that, is, I that is the vibe of this film. I have no fucking idea. Like, there's there's one really rough moment where, um, wait, what is what is poor mom's name? Chung Sook. Chung Sook. Yes. Chung Sook karate kicks the the old housekeeper, the basement dweller, down the stairs, and, and she a, smashes her head into a wall. That ultimately kills her. Uh, yes, eventually she dies from. But the and physical comedy of that is it's very it's like Buster Keaton esque. Yeah. Like, she goes to chunk to chunk to chunk. Yeah. and then hits her head. But it's like really rough. You go oh, and then you kind of go. <laughs> yeah, I mean this movie makes you pay for your reactions many times. Yes, yes, it's like a it's not quite Michael Hanuka. Hey, you you watching this movie are a bad person for watching this movie kind of level. It's it's almost like a more elegant Michael Haneke thing. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, because honestly, it's, you you wouldn't feel bad until much later. Yeah. <clears throat> and you feel bad for identifying with each 
set of characters. That yeah. was one of the cool things about watching this movie for the second time is you got to see how crystalline and perfectly structured this movie is. Yeah. Because there's a lot of foreshadowing that is almost imperceptible. Yeah. And and it's, honestly, the second time you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't see that coming. But you're not going to see it coming. No. Um, it's And it's a very, and I've read that he doesn't like writing his own films and the writing process is one of the hardest parts for him. But man, he's really good at it. Yeah. Because this movie is kind of flawlessly structured. And like I was alluding to, it's it was to me reminded me of like Hitchcock and Capra more than anything else. Sure. And I love I love uh, Hitchcock. I don't even really like Frank Capra movies. It's not something I seek out. Yeah. I love, but I love Hitchcock movies. But I'd never like this movie reminds me of Rope a lot for some reason. Oh yeah. Uh, but I never buy Hitchcock movies. Mm-hmm. Like it's always like this is absurd, and yeah. it, and it actually works out because like the set dressing's insane and it's done on crazy sound stages. Sure. And this is like a weird version of a, like a believable Hitchcock movie. Yeah, I can like, see that. I believe <clears throat> that this type of insane scenario could happen yeah you know i really like it and and it's it, it's nothing it's it's not such a parable that it's too far-fetched it ends up telling kind of a story like a parable or like you know like something that's a like a proverb or too too ridiculous mm-hmm. it tells that kind of story and you get that kind of emotional resonance from it but it actually is a scenario that i think is somewhat believable yes especially like the the bits that make it work, I think, are just, okay, this person's really fucking poor. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Yeah. I mean, if you had a chance to have a free place to live, wouldn't you live there? Like, it's right. one of those things. It's like, well, I mean, I guess it's better than living on the fucking street. <laughs> it's yeah. better to live in a weird fucking bomb shelter than it is to live in the street. Yeah. I guess. And they use, like, one of the only scenarios where people of this level of economic disparity would even interact would even have this shared lived in experience yes. and they make it uh both uh positive and an extreme negative yes and it's very uh when you start it's one of those things where you st- it makes you really reassess relationships between the different classes are you saying they shouldn't mix wow <laughs> Got we, shouldn't, me. we shouldn't mix the classes. This has been the burn podcast. <laughs> I tried to burn Sean earlier. It didn't work. Now he's burned me down. No, you're fine. Um, <laughs> why did you? So talk about better seats, please. Oh, so at one point during one of my myriad bathroom breaks, my prostate checks. Yeah. Uh, I got to choose the seats this time. Yeah. Which is pretty rare. Yeah. And Sean and I have a vast disparity between. Now, Sean is very. Two or three rows. Upper class. I'm very lower class. Or we can actually switch this around. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. As far as how we want, how close we want to be to the to the screen. You want to be really close. Yes, I do. I want to fill my vision. My field of vision. I should not be able to escape yeah. that which I'm watching. I like to look slightly up or right at it. That okay. is how I like to, look, like to look at it. Now, so this is interesting because. Where we started at was at the first seat of elevation. Yes. And I chose that seat right next to the, right behind and to the left of the handicap seats so we could stick our feet through. There'd be no chairs in front of us. You love that shit. I really like that. I like to stretch it out. <laughs> uh, but after bathroom break number two, I didn't want to bother the people to, to the left anymore and pass through mm-hmm. it. So I just sat in the, uh, now this is important, unoccupied handicap seats. Yes. I sat in those, which was right in front of Sean, which was on the actual floor level, yeah, it was perfect. 
No. It was the perfect seat. These are in the, the theater. Go ahead. I, uh, by the way, I, I took a note because Sean always says he doesn't want to crane his neck. Yes. Did not have to move my head up at all. You're mad. At all. You're insane. And perfect uh, level of like, c- couldn't really notice anything else in the theater. Yeah. Just screen. That's what I'm after. This is my objection to that. I understand. Uh, I think the floor is lit up too much, and it and it. Yeah, that's it totally does, true. It does bother me. That is me. totally okay. That's ooh sustained. <laughs> that's totally true. Bothered me the whole fucking time. <laughs> yeah. The whole rest of that is oh wow. You know you're right. Thank you. So that's a bad seat. I take it back. <laughs> and if I had moved up past the handicapped seats, I would have had to crane my neck. Damn it. So this is how all those lawyers feel when they go up against Matlock or Perry Mason, huh? Yes. My God. I'm sorry. You got me. I am George C. Scott from uh, Anatomy of a Murder. Anatomy of a Murder. I've been defeated. Sorry. On the side. It hurts. It hurts to do it. To Are the bailiffs friend. taking me away? Yes. Are the bailiffs taking me away? <laughs> they're going to they're gonna give you the lethal ejection. I feel like we have to end the podcast on that. No, one. we have to talk okay. about important stuff. All right. Go one for it. One thing. All right. Before trailers. Okay. Uh, there was, I guess not too surprisingly, too surprisingly, there was a, a very jovial black lady in our audience mm-hmm. who was one of the highlights of my, uh, experience. I assume that's the woman to my left. I think so. Yes. Yeah. And most. Are you, are you talking about she brought in her food? No, no. This is a lady okay, behind okay, us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lady to my left brought in an entire meal, which I thought was pretty baller. I think both of them did. She and the guy she was yeah. with brought in yeah, to go boxes. They just pulled them out of a, 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 a backpack. <laughs> and they were going for fragrant it. Fragrant meals. <laughs> yeah. Fragrant loose meat buffet. But there was, I think a little behind us, there was a black lady. And this is a theater of mostly white guys who look like us. It's a Korean art house flick. It's pretty much all podcasters. A lot of podcasters, yes. But she, uh, I mean, as she should because it's really funny, was going wild. She was like, (laughs) and she was having a great time in a way I was just not expecting. Because we were all laughing, but I was like, this this lady is really into it, right? And I'm so glad that she's here. First time I saw it was in kind of a packed theater full of podcasters, yeah. And everyone was gut busting laughing. Really? And this movie has one of the one what I think is one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in a movie in it. Yeah. And I really laughed really really hard the first time, and the second time I like felt like I kind of over laughed in the first one. I was like, ah, did I fuck it up for anybody else? Yeah. So I tried to keep it in. And nobody fucking laughed. Oh no! So I see what you mean. Laughter was a little bit out of place in this in this in this audience. It depends. I didn't notice this woman. By you the did way. not. I loved her. There was they were talking, especially in the point. I think you may have left during this point. Yeah. But especially in the point when they find the panties, and yeah. he's talking about like, does he have to drip sperm on my seat? She's yeah. like, ah. She was like getting wild. By the way, Mr. Park's voice is like the greatest deep voice anime shit ever. It seems fake. The first time he talks, you're like, is is, is his entire voice ADR? It's really Is good. it all fake? Yes, hello. How are you? I am Mr. Park. I know we've already done best thing, but everyone in this movie is perfectly cast and acts oh, so well. They're so good. And it's some of the best pa- casting and acting ever. And, and it really, uh, I can't overstate the... Bizarre quality of I don't know the lead actor's name. What's his? And, and this isn't the protagonist. I think it's the Sung Kang Ho. But yeah, I think that's right. But Sung Kang Ho, who is in the host, yeah, who is in uh, he's in a lot of big Korean flicks. He's he, great. He has this 
insane blank canvas face mm-hmm. that is at the same time flat and expressionless and then somehow incredibly emotive and full of expression. Yeah. And there's really not many actors like him, period. I don't know who the fuck is like him. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> like, I could see somebody being like, Mads Mikkelsen's kind of like that. And it's like, no, Mads Mikkelsen fully blank slates it. And you're projecting your own emotions on it. Yeah. This guy gets, like, a depth of performance. Because he has to go through. Th- this is the guy we talk about. He ends up killing yes. the, 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 the patriarch of the family that's provided for his whole family, who he has mostly gotten along with. Yeah. And also praises throughout the film. Yeah. And kind of, he's the one who kind of makes excuses for his the, the rich folks' kind of poor behavior. Yeah. But he becomes so overwhelmed with slights perceived and real. Yeah. That in a moment of extreme stress just snaps and loses it at a time when he can afford to least. It's mostly a smell-related murder. Yeah. That, that is essentially what it is. They get, I mean, it's this movie's so fucking visceral. <laughs> yeah. It is a movie of the senses. Yeah. This, um, they really talk about smells a whole lot. But I mean, he is incredible. He's and then good. everyone else is so goddamn incredible. Yeah. They're all It's really a good. really good, I think this is the best movie we've seen for Food Court, but there have been some really good ones, so it's tough. We've seen some really fun. We didn't good do movies. Fury Road, did we? No. Fallout was the first one. This is up there with Fury Road. Good Lord, we almost saw a race riot in our first episode. That's that's right. That's heaven. That's (laughs) that's what podcasting is all about. I think if we ever see another race riot, we have to call it a day. (laughs) Yeah. We've got to bookend it It's our fault. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the race riot is our fault. We also saw trailers. Did we ever? I wrote down a few. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. I don't think it will be good, but I want to see it on an IMAX screen. That's the only rational assumption that can be made. But it's going to be bad, but it has to be seen in IMAX. Will it be bad, though? Yes. Okay. Uh, and Christian Bale is going for it and will be so bad. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Similar to Ed Norton in Motherless Brooklyn. Yes. Can't wait to see how bad he <laughs> yes. is. Yes. Oh, fucking Ed. Where are you? <laughs> um, we, saw, we saw a trailer for Knives Out that you have decoded. I have decoded. You know all the answers about Knives Out. Do you know the killer yet? I don't know the killer, but I think all these also have. I have. I want to point something about Knives Out after I get through this. This theory, theory okay. one, <laughs> theory one, subsection A. Um, <laughs> this is the grassy knoll theory. We'll get to <laughs> yeah. the, we'll get to the hobos with shotguns theories next. Um, I think all these big name actors. I think they are all like not the. I think the protagonist is barely shown in this trailer. I think those goddamn young kids are going to be featured more prominently than we think. Really? I think those, whoever those the kids are, those young people are. Beautiful young lady. Yeah. I think those are going to be the main characters, and we're just going to get glimmers and glimpses of all these other guys. Hmm. Uh, second theory, or not so much theory as my beliefs. Yeah. This cast of all these actors yeah. that everyone's going gaga over, Yeah. all these actors fucking suck. All of them? Pretty much. Really? I, I'm still excited about this movie and excited somewhat about this cast. I think Michael Shannon is genuinely good, even yeah. though he makes a lot of bad movies and yeah. can be pretty bad sometimes. But I'm excited for him in this role. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> Horrible beard. He's got a, um, just a disgusting beard. And I think Chris beard. Evans seems perfectly cast, and I think Chris Evans is good. Yeah. But Jamie Lee Curtis sucks. Always? Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis sucks. What? What uh, about Halloween? She was like a 17-year-old who was cast because her mom was Janet Lee. What about? And she's fine. True Lies. You like True Lies? She's bad in True Lies. Okay. True Lies, yeah, not because of Jamie Lee. 
kind of uncomfortable at points because of Jamie Lee. Okay. Don Johnson sucks. I love Miami Vice. Don Johnson sucks. I love Miami Vice what? unconditionally. This is madness. But Don Johnson in any role other Even Django than, Johnson? Then Sonny Crockett is ridiculous. Django Johnson? Yeah, awful. Oh, man. Um, uh, I need to keep going. Uh, oh, Daniel Craig, Southern Accent per- owner. Oh, sucks. It's rough. Is horrendous. It's really bad. Um, 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 I'm not done. I'm not done. Okay. There's more. Uh, Christopher Plummer, unless he's playing one of Kirk's adversaries, kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, not, not, not great. Uh, there's more. Um, I do like Lakeith Stanfield. Everyone likes Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. But I bet that we are on the verge of Lakeith Stanfield saturation. Oh, we are already. I think we might be there. in every movie. So what I'm saying is this. Oh, oh, by the way, Tony Collette fucking sucks. Oh, wow. Tony Collette's bad in the trailer. That's a Tony Collette's move. an overacting lunatic. She is insane. So in what I'm saying is this much heralded cast that I'm still strangely excited for. Yeah. It's not that great. Wow. That's I'm off my soapbox now. That's bold. That is bold. Well, I, I mean, I don't necessarily have any response. Oh. I mean, I think... Is this objection sustained? I think it's sustained. Oh, look at that! Chris, I do like Chris Evans a lot. Yeah, he seems great. And he steals the trailer. How is he so good, though? He shouldn't be. It's annoying when handsome people are really good, too. And he's great in everything. Like, he is amazing in Sunshine. Yes. He even makes the human torch work in those terrible Fantastic Four movies. I did not see them. And then, like, he turns around, and after I've seen him as the human torch, and he's like this brash, egomaniacal guy, perfect Steve Rogers for Captain America. (sighs) Kind of holds those movies all together. Yes. Like, the ones where. Captain America's not around, Ooh. and in this post-Cap world we're about to live in, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be so good. It's going to be fucking rough. No Cap. No, d- no, no fucking Downey RDJ. Oh, oh, yikes. Oh, it's just me, Tom Holland. Oh, 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 no. Yeah, what? I mean, now that it's just going to be Thor carrying everything, that's going to be insufferable. Maybe maybe I'm he sorry. won't. I'm sorry, Marty. I'm sorry we're talking about these non-artistic, cinem- <laughs> non-cinematic films. They're not. We totally agree. They're toy commercials. But we'll watch them. If you would just put Irishman in a regular fucking theater. Absolutely. Let us see it, Marty. Marty, I know you're listening. I've heard the Irishman is three and a half hours long. Fuck yeah. I wish oh. it was four. <laughs> I wish it was nine. <laughs> I want to watch a million hours. I watched Silence fucking three times in the theater. I'll watch anything. Um, not in a bad way. That sounded like I'm in it in a bad way. Uh, and finally, we saw like fucking 50 trailers. I'll but... watch anything in a bad way. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, bad way is like through your fingers or something. Um, we saw the Mark Ruffalo Dark Waters trailer, which I w- want to see, even though I think it maybe it will is be Is that just a cinematic representation of a Mark Ruffalo tweet? It seems like it. Did he, is he now just tweeting his movies into existence? <laughs> I think he might be. This movie is like, I'm pretty sure I saw him tweet. At, his next movie is just going to be... Mark Ruffalo's fracking tweets. Yes. <laughs> That'd be cool. It looks like... I love that he's fat. Low-level Michael Clayton. Low-level... It's just Spotlight again, but I feel like yeah, it'll be better than Spotlight, because Spotlight's kind of ham-fisted and crappy, so it I feel like... pretty ham-fisted. I feel like Take Two will be better. Yeah. So I'm is kind of the same into director it. as Spotlight? I don't even know. Oh, okay. But it seems of the same ilk. Uh, yes. B- by the way... Yes. This is very specific. You're, and you're, you're going, going to have to guy? have seen this very trailer. I think it's called Dark Waters. <laughs> Go check out the Dark Waters trailer so you can get this yeah, stop reference. Stop it and get it. <laughs> if you're going to have a character Mm-mm. that is clearly modeled on... Don't you dare. ...completely down to the fake eyebrows on Bow Bridges, 
I got news for you, people. Bo Bridges is alive. No. Please cast Bo Bridges. He can't be alive. This is an affront to Lloyd, Jeff, Bo, all of them. Yeah. Cast Bo Bridges. Get Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> Get Lloyd in this I'm movie. I'm sure Lloyd's dead. But... Yeah, he's dead. But for God's sakes, the fabulous Baker boy himself is not dead. I don't believe you. Cast Bo Bridges. If if you know for sure that Bo Bridges is alive, would you tweet at us or something? And this is crazy. And I know I... I want to do a live reading from this trailer. Okay. I think there's a moment that you know is a great moment and I know is a great moment. Yeah. When the, the guy from The Good Place to... Uh, he's also in... Um, Midsummer Guy? Midsummer. When he's... When he's uh, kind of going after, yeah. Will you go after me, and yeah. I'll and I'll I'll be uh, okay. I'll be Mark Ruffalo's okay. tweets. I mean, you're 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 saying. I mean, you're saying that you're saying for real that is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying that? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. You got to get that inflection at the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does nail it. It is a very silly line reading, but it. Man, it's good. That is good Ruffalo, though. Ruffalo is. Nobody gives good Ruffalo like the man himself. Man. I mean, it's it's hard for me to dislike anyone who's in Zodiac, even minor people. Yeah. So I have to love him forever just because of Zodiac. Zodiac is maybe peak Ruffalo. Yeah. The, this is his second movie that just lays bare the DuPont people. Yes. Uh, his uh, That performance in that movie, which I'm trying to remember the name of, it's really good. What is the other DuPont movie? He play, It's that wrestling movie. Wrestling? Uh, Steve Carell plays Eagle DuPont. Oh, I never saw that. Oh, it's really good. Foxcatcher? Foxcatcher. Mm-hmm. He's really good in that. I yeah. think Zombie... Uh, uh, Zodiac is still... Lucio, Lucio Fulci's Zodiac is still the great Ruffalo performance. What about Collateral? Dude. Greatest haircut, maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, that, you just took me out of it. I don't even know where we are now. I don't either. You bring up Mark Ruffalo's hair and, hair and Collateral, and I'm gone. Yes. Uh, in addition to being... Uh, yes! Well, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just... Yes! Yes! Those... We love when you listen to this podcast. We do. We love it so fucking much. But in addition to that, we also love when you like it. We love yeah. when you share it. Subscribe we love when you to it. subscribe. We love when you review it. Yeah, keep doing that. You got us. We're on the charts now. We are technically on the charts, though. There may only be two hundred movie th- podcasts, but, but we're by golly, <laughs> we're, we're ahead of two hundred one. I think I subscribed to the other 199, so... Oh, shit. Unsubscribe. Quick. Yeah. They're they're getting automatic downloads from you, and we're going to move up. Okay. That's a good point. <laughs> this is it. I feel like, you know... Uh, what is it? Loose Tide raises all ships. <laughs> loose Tide! Loose, loose Meat. <laughs> loose Loose bowel. Meat Buffet. Loose Meat Buffet Queso Film Rises All Tides. That's... Wow. That's poetry. Uh, which I think so is much. the alternate title to Midway. <laughs> Another yeah. trailer we probably saw again. I don't remember. I blocked all the rest I of the I can't talk anymore, Sean. I've spoken too much, as usual. Okay. You have to do the rest of the show okay. by yourself. Well, here I am. Hi, this is Sean Parrott. I'm just alone in the car, and I would like to say for John and from Sean, that's, my, that's me, Bone Appetite. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs>